The Drive-By Podcast, brought to you by OwnSpace. This is The Drive-By with Freeway Frank. What's happening? Episode 122 of the Drive-By Podcast in the heat of summer. Well, if you're here where I am in Eastern Canada, it's been hot lately. Just wrapping up the long Canada Day long weekend. Did I just say the long Canada Day long weekend? Yeah, it was extra long. Hey, it's freeway. Things I notice about Canada Day weekend compared to I've spent many Canada days, obviously here at home. Sometimes I was away on vacation. I've been in Italy for Canada Day. I've been in New York for Canada Day. I've been in Bermuda for Canada Day. Always tried to celebrate with Canadians abroad. When I was in Bermuda, a lot of expats over there, and there were three, 4,000 Canadians on their major beach celebrating Canada Day. That was one of my most favorite experiences because that's what Canada Day should be. Now, I've also celebrated tons having American relatives and having spent quite a bit of time in the U.S. of A, the 4th of July in America, which is actually today, if you're listening to this on the day the podcast has been released, July 4th. Happy 4th of July to my American podcast listeners. Yes, I hear you. Yes, I see you. No, I'm not psychic. I may be psycho. I don't really see you, but I know you're there. I see you on the stats. So happy Independence Day. Thing about America is flags everywhere. Okay? Everywhere. Americans are patriots. Americans are proud of their country. Now, in Canada, okay, let's go back three years ago. We've seen a lot in the last three years. Okay? So prior to the last three years, Flags in English Canada, which means outside of Quebec, of course. Quebec, you don't see as many Canadian flags. They only come out really once a year during Canada Day or when Team Canada plays hockey for Canada, then you might see them out. But they're not just flying for no reason up there. Some places, yes, but in English Canada, the Canadian flag is everywhere, especially in places like I lived in Alberta, it was everywhere. I lived in Ontario, it was everywhere. B.C., then we went through what we went through last three years or so. Now you don't see it as much. Or people are flying other flags and people are seem to forget we have one of the best countries in the world. Now, just because we have some of the most, how do you put it, nicely without bringing them all down together. Well, because most politicians I don't like. I just don't. They're self-serving. I'm not a fan of most politicians, especially the ones that are currently ruining, in my opinion, ruining our country. Push these morons aside, some of these leaders who are making things worse for our country. We should always be proud of Canada. Now, yeah, we did go through quite a few things, as I said, where flying the Canadian flag became almost like a symbol of, and I hate these two words, alt-right. You know, it's like flying the Canadian flag and freedom became two bad things. So now people are scared. I mean, just watch your Instagram. Did you not notice over the long weekend? I noticed there weren't too many Happy Canada Day messages from people. Considering some of the shit people post when they're all excited to share things other people are sharing, 
There weren't a lot of flags. I posted mine loud and proud. Now, knowing that there are a lot of things as part of our history, we should never forget. We understand that many people were persecuted, hurt, treated, mistreated, to say the least, all over North America. We, we understand that. We have to keep acknowledging that. We get one day a year. Now all these other causes have a weekend, have a week, have a month. Then sometimes they have an entire year. Sometimes they have all the time, all cause, all the time, no matter what that cause is, fill in the blank. Canada barely gets one day and people have turned on their own country. People are scared. I was watching. I was watching very closely. The people who post a lot, you know, the influencers, the people who, whatever, lack of a better word, I hate that word, people who are first to post, you know, the black square, the, the, the this square, the red square, the green square, the yellow, whatever. The first to post, nothing. No Canada Day mention. I think that says it all. People are scared to post because they don't want to get into any kind of debate because God forbid, God forbid you post the Canadian flag. Let me slap myself. Bad Frank, bad Frank. I did, I did, because I'm proud of this country. No matter who is the ruiner of Canada, in this case, you know how I feel about Justin Trudeau and many of his liberal cronies. And again, I'm not, you know, people say, Frank, you're really convinced by Pierre Poiliev and all these other people. No. No, but I'm willing to give them a chance because so many have screwed up before them. But, you know, we'll see what happens in the next election. Till this guy, this creep is still running this country, I'm never going to sleep as well as I could be sleeping if this country were run by somebody who really cared, really honestly cared, and wasn't just filling their own pockets, you know, always making it about them. So, wow, did I think I was going to start with a seven-minute rant on why Canadians are scared to celebrate Canada Day? No, I was going to go in a completely different direction, but sometimes that happens when you have your own podcast. And I do. Therefore, I did. And I will. Thank you. You ever notice this? In, back in the old school days when I was growing up, especially in my culture, Italians, Italians never called each other to say, you know, I'm coming over on Saturday or I'm coming over this weekend. Sometimes it'd be like, hey, you guys want to get together? All right, we'll organize something. Or maybe it was a picnic. I get together at somebody's house. But most of the time, I just remember my relatives just showing up. The doorbell would ring. And, you know, you hear the, the jokes all the time, right? The doorbell rings nowadays. Nobody wants to open the door. Everybody's decking for the hills jumping behind couches and shh, be quiet. You know, back in the day, people rang your doorbell and it was, we didn't have anything else. We wanted to see who was at the door and how exciting was it when people would show up uninvited, right? You didn't even know that these, your relatives were coming up and showing up. There are still people today, some people today that still do that. They, they take it upon themselves to show up to somebody's house unannounced, bad move, bad, bad move. When you invite yourself over to somebody's home, you get to the door and that person opens the door. They're not ready. No matter what you think, they're not ready. And especially, things have changed so much over the, the years and the decades. Especially if you're European, uh, most modern today people, they, they, they don't like that. You, you want a heads up. Never invite yourself over or show up unannounced to somebody's home. You should always tell them you're coming over. You know, hey, how about if we pass by this? You know, but most of the time, I don't even do that. I wait to be invited. 
Back in the day, people would just say, hey, I'm coming over. You should wait for the host to invite you. That's the world we live in now. That's the way I like it. I don't want people showing up to my house ever unannounced, right? Unless it's a neighbor and they need something that's completely different. I, I mean, like when you're going over to somebody's house and you show up around dinner time or just after dinner or just before lunch or after lunch, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Always call the person and tell them ahead of time or plan something. This is 2023. Are you kidding me? No one barely wants to get on a phone and talk to you on a phone or answer a phone. They don't want to be opening the front door of their house and seeing you. Surprise. Yeah, not going to happen. Also, when you have a party or a dinner and people ask, should I bring something? This is a question that is usually asked by English people. And by, by English, I mean Canadians, right? Let's call them cakers, for lack of a better word. People who don't know better. People who were born in this country. And I was born here, by, by the way. That would be rude and insulting and derogatory if I wasn't Canadian as well. I was born in this country. I wave the flag high and proud, and therefore I can say that. The only difference is I'm a Canadian born to Italian parents, so I'm not a caker, right? A caker, a manja cake, we've talked about this many times before. You know what a manja cake is? Is somebody who eats cake. In other words, uh, they're not refined. There's no culture. It's an English Canadian. who they, they just don't know better. Like my culture, we do it the right way. And some cultures, they don't. You don't show up unannounced. You don't show up without bringing something to somebody's home. So when you have a party and then people say to you, should I bring something? It's usually, as I said, a caker who will ask that question. And the answer is always, yes, you should. Now, if you're coming over and you're literally coming over and it's quick, you know, an hour hanging out, you live across the street from someone, you always see them five or six times a week. No, then you're not every time you're hanging out with your friends going to bring something over. But if it's a party, dinner, get together, always bring something for the host, even something small, just to show you care, just a tiny bit. Don't ask the question. Never ask the question, should I bring something? Because, you know, when somebody asks me, do I, should I bring something? My answer is, now you would probably think my answer would be, yeah, you should bring something. No, I'm saying that here on the podcast because I'm alone at my studio and there's no one around and I don't want to be that guy, okay? And truthfully, I'm not monitoring who's bringing things into my house and all that. It's like I have everything. I don't need anything more. But it's just a polite thing to do. It's a polite thing. When I go to somebody's home, I bring something. And so if you ask the question, should I bring something? You know what the answer to that is. Yeah, bring something. It doesn't have to be super expensive. It doesn't have to be something to impress. Just bring something, something small if you're coming for dinner. Now, some people might ask, hey, do you have dessert? Maybe I could bring dessert. That's a different type of question, right? Or, hey, do you have enough drinks? Maybe I'll bring, you know, like they're trying to figure out. That's okay. People are trying to figure out what you need they might ask the question, hey, what should I bring? By the way, also, if somebody asks me that, I'll always say, I'm okay. Honestly, I don't need anything else because we have the food. I have the bar. I have my drinks. You don't really need to bring something, right? Okay, if somebody comes to my house often, hey, should I bring dessert? Uh, yeah, we don't have dessert. That's cool. If you want to bring something, that's cool. I'm okay with that, people asking that question. But just the generic, should I bring something? It is a, is a dumb question because, yeah, of course, 
you should bring somebody's feeding you something somebody's giving you drinks somebody's so bring something and it's not because the host is cheap or the host is in, in need of something it's just respectful to say hey i brought a cake hey i brought some croissants hey i brought a bottle of wine hey i brought uh, some booze whatever the case because you're entering somebody's home it's a nice thing to do I'm convinced now my mom has been staying with us for about a week. She lives with my sister now. They're roommates. So now I have something I've noticed is my dog seems to like my mom more than my wife and I. And my dog has been very attached to both of us forever. But now for some reason, he's always hanging near my mom. And my mom is a very lovely woman, and she's very sweet, and she has a nice demeanor. So, you know, got, dogs can pick up on that, and I'm sure that's one of the reasons. But then I'm trying to figure out, well, why is Enzo, why is my dog always next to my mom, even when we're on the couch and all that? And I realized, I, I had some suspicion, and I don't know if this happens with you and your pets as well. And then my wife finally told me today that your mom gave Enzo some apple. Your mom gave Enzo some uh, some ice cream. I was like, oh, hang on, what ice cream? We don't give ice cream. Well, not the ice cream, but she gave him a piece of the cone. And I was like, aha. So my mom's been feeding my dog extra food on top of his treats, on top of dinner, lunch, and breakfast. That's why he's spending more time with her. Makes a lot of sense now because you look at him and he doesn't come over like he used to. So it's like he's just waiting there. Well, maybe um, maybe Mama Freeway is going to walk somewhere and get him something else and a banana here and an apple there and a piece of egg here. And it's just unbelievable. She almost got me, my mom, but uh, we figured it out. Not admitting a mistake will come back to haunt you later no matter what. No matter what. Just ask Bud Light. Look at what happened with Bud Light. Uh, what are they? Close to being $50 billion in the hole now since the whole Dylan Mulvaney scandal with Bud Light. I was at a grocery store the other day. It was full of Bud Lights. Not one Bud Light. Not one. Not one can. Not one bottle. Not one carton. Never liked those beers. I love beer, but I, I don't like drinking beer that everybody, you know, that generic everybody beer. And so all the Bud Lights are still there. They're all there. They, here's their mistake. When this happened three, four months ago, now I know they fired their, their old, two of their biggest executives in the last week or so, but not admitting a mistake, as I mentioned, will come back to haunt you. They should have come out right from the start, right from the start, and said, look, we screwed up with the whole thing. We should be selling beer and only selling beer and we started to politicize and go down a road that some of our beer fans and beer drinkers didn't like and we apologize and we never that's what i would have done and that's what corporations corporations should learn from people people should do that by the way because when you admit a mistake i always found whenever i make a big mistake or i do something that's that's wrong and obviously wrong about it, and you admit it, you're a bigger, my dad used to tell me when I was younger, people I respected used to tell me when I was younger, be a man. I know I know you can't say that nowadays, <laughs> especially in the context of what I'm talking about with Bud Light. But be a man and own up to what you did, to your mistake, and admit it. 
And I find, and I've even done it in my many years in radio on the air when I was wrong. You know, I remember, oh, I even remember several bosses, several program directors telling me, did you admit you made a mistake on the air on the show today? And I was like, yeah. They're like, yeah, never do that. And I was like, why not? And they said, well, because never say you're sorry. I, and I've heard this in, in many instances. Have you heard that too? It's like never apologize, never say you're sorry, never show weakness. Well, look, it's one thing to not show weakness or one thing to not be a complete sucker, to not let people walk all over you. That's all one thing. It's a completely different story when it's obvious that you're blatantly wrong and to not come out and say it. Over the years, I grew as a radio personality because whenever I was wrong about something or I, I said something and then I, I would never apologize. It's one thing to say, I'm sorry. I don't remember ever saying really, I'm sorry. An apology is like, who am I saying? Who am I sorry to? Cause there's some people that don't care. Some people that do care. Unless you said something about a group or somebody specific that was hurtful. I don't think I've ever said sorry because I'm not a hurtful person, but I've made mistakes and I've made tons of mistakes. And not admitting a mistake always comes back to haunt you. That's the point. Because when people know that you know, that they know, that you know, that pretty much you're hiding something and you're not willing to fess up, people think of you differently now. People look at you and go, wow, he can't even admit that. And it actually makes you look weaker than stronger. You look way stronger when you could admit you're human. Showing that you're human is the best way to get somebody. Two things, remember somebody's name, boom, you got them, you got them. People love to hear their name. And two, showing your vulnerabilities and that you're human. Not weakness, don't interpret somebody's kindness or their, their generosity or their niceness as you know weakness. When people do that and they take advantage of your good graces, that's something completely different. But I'm talking about when somebody is unwilling to me, and I've seen this so many times, not willing to admit a mistake that's blatant and everybody knows, well, why would I keep supporting uh, the corporation? Why would I keep supporting the sponsor? Why would I, would I keep supporting somebody that I see is willing to brush that under the carpet? Like it doesn't mean anything and it should mean everything. That's why so many things that happened in the last several years, and I always go back to calling it the last several years, that's what it's called. That's the time period, the last several years. I don't have to get into it. All these people that said hurtful things, all these people that did things, all of these people that said things on uh, nasty shit on their radio shows and on television and all these people who think they're holier than thou and all that, who just owned up to something and say, you know what? I was wrong. I made a mistake. It says a lot more about you if you could do that than never saying anything and people knowing you're full of shit because you're full of shit. It's as simple as that. So Bud Light, classic example right there. And they just keep going more and more in the hole. And now I read this article uh, going into, if you're listening to this podcast on its release date, as I said, 4th of July. Uh, can you imagine? This would be a day that Bud Light sales should be going through the roof. And they're not. They're not. This company is on the verge of being completely wiped out just from their their net losses so far and the amount of money that they're down in the last couple of months. So even a big corporation, and I've seen so many corporations, even places that I've worked for, make massive mistakes. All you need to do 
When you make the mistake, is own up to it. Even as a company, yeah, many people will say, oh, they're full of shit, they're just covering their asses, but do it immediately. Do it, do it immediately, and put your best people out there to deliver the message. Not some corporate crony or somebody that, some executive that is not human or compassionate or at least can't pull it off. Put your best people and hire good PR people, no doubt about it, to make sure the public, the general public sees you're admitting you made a mistake. You don't need to apologize. I don't need to have, not that I ever drank Bud Light, but I don't need to hear, an, let's say that was my favorite beer company or my favorite food, whatever, right? I don't need an apology. I just want you to admit you made a mistake and move on and maybe I'll buy your product based on the fact that you're showing a human side and you're admitting to a massive mistake. Thank you so much for listening to episode 122 of the Drive-By Podcast. Please review or comment on Apple, five star on Spotify if you get a chance. And I'll catch you again for the next episode. It's the motherfucking D-O-double-G. Ciao for now. The Drive-By with Freeway Frank. The Drive-By Podcast, brought to you by OwnSpace. Space.